eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. First sack of the night, Herbert gets rid of it, and he's picked. Intercepted by the Cowboys. The catch is good. A pick by old pal Stephon Gilmore seals the deal at a home game on the road for the Dallas Cowboys at SoFi in Los Diego, California on Monday Night Football, wrapping up week six in the NFL as the unpredictable nature of this drunken, crazy, topsy-turvy, spun snow globe of a season continues. And we're here to talk about it on Breaking Boston for Tuesday, October 17th, 2023 with Fitzy and Hart. Excuse me. Sorry about that, everybody. I'm just got a little worked up about the, about the football. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Obviously, we look forward to this chance to look around the NFL every week because, well, if we're just being completely honest at this point now, it's kind of become depressing to talk about the Patriots. But we continue to do so. Uh, but the rest of the league, there's still plenty of excitement to be found in many corners of the NFL heart. What game was the most interesting to you in week six? Well, I think you've got to start <clears throat> Eagles and Jets, where you not only have the Eagles losing for the first time and you have... Uh, the interceptions and the the turnovers from Jalen Hurts, who had kind of become one of the more consistent uh, playmakers and not making plays for the other team. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Jets defense, and then you have Robert Sala talking, you know Ooh, what, afterwards about mega. embarrassing opposing quarterbacks. Um, so to me that – and <clears throat> I think that was sort of symbolic of the weekend because obviously had the Niners lose too, so no undefeated teams – heading into week seven for the first time, I think, in like seven years, since 2017. Um, And there's not a lot of consistency in the NFL right now. Like, I think the Cowboys 
are seemingly the like mm-hmm. model 2023 team. They're good. They're great. They stink. Ooh, they're good again. Like I, and I, the other thing that jumped out and I saw this, I didn't really notice it at firsthand was um, I saw Darren Ravel tweet out the unders was like 12 and two or something like, yeah, you defense was massive yeah. 12 yeah. and two this week. That's nuts. Did you say defense or bad offense? Uh, you see, okay. It's funny you say it that way too, because that's exactly what it was. It Flip was, it. yeah. Flip the script, look at it from oh. the other side, see what happens. You really have Back awakened 180. Moon. Yeah, you really have awakened 180. Damn I see, right. I see, I see how is. this is working out. Uh, it wasn't so much that it was great defense. Now, there was a lot of great defense on display in another one of the marquee games of week six, San Francisco at Cleveland. That's because San Francisco has an awesome defense. And Cleveland now may have one of the best defenses we've seen in the NFL in a long, long time. They are giving up 200 yards a game this season, 200 yards a game. That is now granted Jake Moody still misses a 41 yard field goal that would have given San Francisco a hard fought dub at the end of the game. I'm personally surprised he missed it, but Hey, again, that's the nature of this topsy turvy season. Uh, That was a quality watch. San Francisco, another one where you could say, Oh, it was a defensive struggle between two offensive teams or Hey, there's two teams that have good offenses that still can't get everything clicking and firing on the same cylinders or all cylinders. Seattle at Cincinnati starts out seven, nothing final score, 17, 13, uh, and Cincinnati squeaks out the win. Cincinnati, by the way, now three and three sneakily starting to put it together again. I think mm. they, if we were starting to, I know you and Keith may do some tier Tuesday action tonight, teams that are putting it together, teams I would watch out for the Bengals are getting it done finally again. Um, there was last week's, the thir- the Thursday night football game last week was just, I mean, they're turning into wastes of time beyond my, even my comprehension now, but like 19 to eight, ugh, such a drag. Give me well, some entertainment. Pull back and, and take a 30,000 foot view of national football league action. Sure. Um, it's still great. It's it's still awesome. It's entertainment. I, you know, we all love it. We can't get enough. But mm. I think Thursday night football is an example of sort of there's obvious reasons why it's not as good. It's on a Thursday mm. night and everybody's banged up and hurt and sore and mm-hmm. ill prepared. And and the season as a whole, I still think you are seeing whether it's quarterbacks tackling um, offenses sort of on timing wise. Well, you know, you don't practice a lot. You don't hit a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't play in the preseason like the prep period mm-hmm. isn't as productive as it used to be and therefore the product isn't as good and they're all on the same playing field it's 32 teams that practice less 32 teams that hit less you know 32 quarterbacks depending on your age that have less reps to get ready but the overall product isn't as good as I think it could be but that's fine it is what it is and then I think you have some officiating that you know i'm always game mm-hmm. to rip the officials and i think there are times are as always bad officiating also i don't know if you noticed last night they've clearly um and i don't know that they made a verbalized or written point of emphasis but a lot of these rpos and screens and things they are really cracking down on linemen if you're more than a yard downfield if you're like a yard and a half downfield <laughs> if your belly button goes over the line they're calling it yeah yeah and and i don't hate that because you know we've trended so offensive for so long that you know it's it's tough to play defense in the league so giving a couple things especially a new age trend oh, rpos these guys are taking advantage of us mentally and physically now um reining that in a little bit but 
I would say this was a week where the the entertainment value was not at its best. And mm. um, as you start to try to figure out who really is good as we head toward November and the old Brady football starts after Thanksgiving, you're seeing a team like the Bengals. Like, they're the old school Patriots. Oh, there were some questions. Are the, They're just not good anymore. And then you're like, update. They look like they're getting better because they have a marquee quarterback and a marquee receiver, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to end up where you thought they would, even if the beginning with the injury wasn't how you expected it to go. And that's the same kind of team, I think, as we tie a couple of these things into the Patriots right here. If I'm the Bengals, oh, come on. I may, I'm talking football. Why are we going to talk Patriots? I, but I'm, if I'm the Bengals, I may look to the Patriots when they decide to sell off a couple of spare parts, perhaps, at, at the trade deadline like oh you are you Kyle guys? Dugger? can I, I was, you ju- Kyle I was just thinking like can I get a third for Kyle Dugger? Like, exactly can I get a shiny Kyle Dugger over here maybe a second who knows I'll give you guys first crack at resigning him who knows if the Patriots decide to just move on from a lot of pieces on mass or and even an Adrian Phillips maybe you can get a and you know uh an aging veteran safety because they they we lost both that. of their starting safeties uh in the offseason last year who knows Big win for Dallas, of course, as well. Yes, on Monday Night Football as they bounce back against the Chargers. The Chargers continuing to make bad decisions. Brandon Staley, you know, as we talk about, oh, Bill the GM is the one who gets in the way of Bill the coach. Brandon Staley gets in the way of that team winning. So often it's just mind-numbing to me. Absolutely. You're going to talk trade. Oh, oh. Hey, uh, we got this. Uh, we got this uh, veteran coach over here who just may need a fresh start. Who may want to pull a Brady and go to a really talented roster and see if he can be the uh, championship winning culture difference maker. Bill Belichick, a what do you think? Mid-season of coaches Angels. trade that would be not even that sure would it's legal, be, but hey, let's talk. I don't about even it. think that's. I don't even think that's legal. That would be an absolute shocker. You know, Jackson. Can you imagine now- the Sports Center, the first takes, oh. the the FS ones. If the morning of Adam Schefter tweets out at like seven in the morning, oh my God, Bill Belichick has been traded to the Los Angeles Chargers in November. Wow! Suddenly, the Chargers would quickly become a Super Bowl favorite. Patriot Nation would just be an absolute riot. It would be well depends chaos. what you get. Mass hysteria. Depends what you get. What if you yeah. get a first round pick for him? Uh, ah, they may have been trying to get, uh, they would no, definitely no, no, get saying, like, the first round pick. Yeah, if I'm they did so that. Sure. Oh, for sure. I Absolutely. think that'd be a terrible trade for the chargers in some ways. If you trade a first uh, round pick for a uh, 70, soon to be 72 year old coach who don't look now, but has been kind of crappy for like three and a half years. Oh, come on. All right. Let's get uh, off the Patriots up. Okay. Consistency wise. Um, this is, there's some inconsistency in the NFL right now. The one thing you can count on is the Patriots to lose. Like they're one of the few very easy oh, yeah. teams. Yeah, they shouldn't have won the one game that they they, they actually did themselves no. a disservice by winning the game that they that they did. One and of the things you could also like twenty two teams have yeah. at least three wins. Well, they mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. Okay. NFC South back to being an absolute mess. That's you know Saints lose, Falcons lose, Buccaneers lose. That seems like a division nobody wants to win. And no, that's not one of the divisions where you can say, yeah, but if the Pats were in that division, they'd be in first place. And yeah, no, no, no. if they were in, be in any the bo- division, they they'd be in third place. No, <laughs> it would not. Um, one of the things that has become a constant this year, and I love seeing it because could become a team that a lot of people who don't see their local home team or favorite team do well this season could be an alternate team or someone to get behind the Lions. And they're traveling well, too. Yep. See how many Lions fans were in Tampa down there for that game this weekend? Well, I mean, and and your guy, Jamison Williams, first touchdown. Watch out. 
you're going to give Jared Goff more weapons at this point with that offensive line. Yeah, and they're going to need it too because David Montgomery just got banged up again. I feel bad for Lions fans because they're going to start to really truly believe and then Jared Goff at some point is going to turn into Jared Goff and just disappoint the crap out of them. Oh, I feel so bad. No, I have no don't... faith in him. I'm sorry. I have, I have. He's just not it. And I know all the stories are, but we've written these stories before about other people, about you know, second life and new home and maximizing and this and that. And I, as, as a non-Lions fan, because they are a fun football team, but as a non-Lions fan, I fear mm-hmm. for them when it starts to get real, when they need to win a game in December or when they, you know, playoffs. I just, I would hate to hitch my wagon to that dude's belt. All right, I want to ask you this. Um, in the division as well, we had, there's two very interesting teams as well, outside of the Jets. Um, hey, I have a question and- for you. Uh, um, a question before that, the question? Okay. Yeah, just just real quick. That um, is it sad and somehow symbolic that I'm there's a good chance the Patriots don't have a thousand yard receiver and the Dolphins have a thousand yard receiver by week seven. Uh, asking for a friend. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. I asked Rich Keith on Monday night when I was on his show, when will Tyreek Hill start getting legitimate MVP consideration? Forty two catches, eight hundred sixty one yards, six or seven touchdowns through six games. Yeah, he's like he's putting up a historic, historic season. And he is like the way McCaffrey sort of makes the offense for San Francisco yep. go. And Purdy gets a lot of the credit. Don't give be given the credit as much to Tua. It's Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek I think Hill is football. I really yeah. do. I think this idea. Bad person. Great team, player. Well, yeah. And forget about it, But just this idea that teams used to or forever. It was you just have to have the quarterback. If you can't doesn't matter what else you do. If you don't have the quarterback, you're not going to be good. And now I think you look at it and say, huh. San Francisco doesn't have the quarterback. Miami probably doesn't have the quarterback. Is there a different way to skin this cat? And and I'm not saying that Christian McCaffrey just, you know, they grow on trees, go get one, pull one off the tree, and you're good, or Tyreek Hill. But I just think an alt, maybe you don't have to trade for Russell Wilson. You don't feel desperation. Oh, my God, Rodgers fell through. Let's, let, let's go get Russell Wilson. Well, maybe we can go get Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey or some elite offensive player mm-hmm. or a couple of them and a D line and try to build. Here's here's a novel idea. Let's try to build a good football team and just have a good quarterback, not a great ah. quarterback and not sell out. So I think that's an interesting sort of thematic shift in the NFL that maybe you're right. Maybe there are MVPs that aren't quarterbacks. We force too much on the plate of guys who probably aren't capable of, of carrying the load that we used to see carried by the Mannings, the Rodgers, the Brady's, and those types of guys. Uh, funny how, it, once again, we'll just continue to point to this example. You give your developing young quarterback who's reasonably mobile, but not so much, and not the most athletically inclined or gifted guy, an elite target to build an offense around, and look what happens. The offense grows, the team does well, his confidence continues to bloom. Isn't that interesting? Um, but the two questions in the AFC East as we head towards wrapping up week six here, for me, would be one, another defensive struggle that really features some bad offense was Sunday night football. The Giants got up their game uh, in those sweet 1980s all-white throwbacks with the the uh, Jeff Hostetler, Phil Sims Giants helmets on. Uh, Tyrod Taylor played capable backup-ish quarterback, if you will. Brian Dayball, a couple of head-scratching calls around the goal line to end each half as well. But the Bills cannot get their offense going. Now, Maybe just what they need is Sunday's get-right game in Foxborough as well. 
But the Miami Dolphins, their offense just keeps on going. Like they fall asleep at the wheel, take the Carolina Panthers for granted. They go down 14 nothing. What do they do next? Oh, I don't know. Just rattle off a quick 42 burger to win 42 21. Yeah, it is. It is really nice. But there's now starting to be. I think it would take the Patriots to score 42 points. Have they scored 42 points yet this season? It's not funny. This isn't funny. It's We're so taking sad. lots of pot no. shots at the no. They well, they're average. Hey, hey! By scoring seventeen Sunday in Vegas, they raised their season points per game average up to twelve points per game. Ooh, they're almost near two touchdowns. Um, well, they are. Just they miss both extra points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Four field goals or two missed extra points. Your choice, it's everybody. A little blowy out there. Um, but there's a lot of love from Mike McDaniel now. Like I saw a bunch of pregame pieces on him. NF at NFL on the socials is carrying a lot of sideline clips where he's being glib and funny with the referees. Oh, yeah. Where are you with Mike McDaniel in the new age? Uh, touchy feely, funny, sensitive, um, you know, analytics driven, uh, progressive young, you know, like th- there's 80, like they're doing 85 to 90% motion pre-snap motion mm-hmm. on everything. Like he's a lot of moving parts. How do you like all him. this? I love him because I think he pisses off you people. You people that love to make fun of him. I like him. Does Mike McDaniel know he's supposed to be a head coach and not a comedian? I mean, do you watch this guy's press conferences? Yeah, you know what he's doing? He's being himself. And himself is kicking ass and taking names. Now, the analytics part, you know I hate analytics because analytics are stupid. Again, it helps when you have a a boatload of talent, but he's being very creative and deploying it appropriately. I I think it's disrespectful to him to talk about analytics because that's like, oh, he just reads a spreadsheet and and does whatever the spreadsheet tells him. No, I think Mm -hmm. he's a good football coach who has a unique personality and perspective on the game of football that Mm -hmm. works in a modern era, that works Mm -hmm. with the talent he has, and he is making the best of it. And the fact that it annoys people like Patriots fans who think you can only do it the Belichick way, you have to be stone-faced and serious and all that. Well, because they've poked my bear for 20 years. I'm poking back right now. I got the longer (laughs) poker. Um, I just, I I like, we've talked about this a lot. I think he's an interesting dude. I really do. And he's himself. I think he's been himself for a long time, and he's being himself as he succeeds. And I'm not saying he's the greatest coach ever. I think it's pretty easy, or not easy, but it's it's definitely come together nicely for him with the two wide receivers he has at the time in the NFL where wide receivers are such a key factor, and it's all kind of come together for him nicely. But I like it. I like I like what he's doing. Football's supposed to be fun, you know? It is a sport. Mm-hmm. It is entertainment. And I think he embraces that in his role as head coach, as press conference guy, and and I like that. I like I like what he's bringing to the league. Yeah, and you can't argue, again, if you want to say, oh, it's Waddle, it's Tyreek, it's Tua, whatever. Whatever whatever it may be, a lot of coaches would it do that. It was Brady, it was Gronk. <clears throat> it's fascinating, whatever. of course. It's fascinating that. how you can have a guy who's like a player's coach but also has tough throwback vibes like Dan Campbell working. You can have a guy like Mike McDaniel, who seems like he goes to the football nerd lab, but also kind of like does improv comedy and is a, a, a slightly awkward, but yet funny and uh, <clears throat> interesting dude. That's working. So many different things are working right now in the NFL. The traditional old, like hardline disciplinarian thing does seem to be a thing of the past. And I, for one, am okay with it as well. All right. There's a quick look at week six in the NFL. We'll be back next Tuesday. Every Each and every Tuesday in the season, we take a look around the NFL as to what games were the most interesting, what's going on, does any of it pertain to the Patriots, and what does that mean for you, the local Boston sports superfan who also loves football as much as we do. 
Yeah, that's how we roll. Rate, review, subscribe, and share here on Breaking Boston. Thanks so much for tuning in. A couple hours from now, dropping in your feeds, we'll have a new Six Rings and Football Things where we will grade out the Patriots game on Sunday and begin taking a, a too early view to next Sunday's game when Bill's Mafia travels to take on Bill's Mafia. For Hart, for Coop, this is Fitzy, and this has been Breaking Boston. Have a good day, everybody.